Hi, MC Anime. We're back for another episode, and we have a new co-host with us today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Boss Leah. Um, everyone calls me Leah. I've been an anime fan my whole life, and so I'm really excited to talk about some of the topics we've got, because I have some very strong opinions about today's topic. So let's get into it. And uh, today's topic for the 10th episode of MC Anime Podcast is the misconceptions about anime fans. So There are so many. <laughs> there are so many. What about misconceptions <laughs> of anime fans? Well, there's quite, there's like, um, there's a lot of the well-known ones. Um, and then there's some that I think are kind of like specific to the region, but We'll find that out, I guess, a little bit later. Uh, we did look over, like, some of the top ones that are kind of universal. Mason, did you want to go through them? Well, let's see. We have different kinds and different ways. Oh. So, now, when we usually think of stereo, or these misconceptions, often case, they are found to be... Assumptions about a particular group of people or fandoms, in this case, anime. Yeah, and, for sure. And some of the no most notable ones is anime is only for children. Anime and cartoons are the same thing. Oh, anime fans are all really liking, are all provotic. Yeah, no. <laughs> anime is unintelligent. You know, stuff like this... Gets my blood boiling, just the, the topic of mentioning it. I gotta I, I got say, for some of these, it's, they're not completely wrong, but it's not okay to generalize these bad stereotypes. <laughs> some, some of them hold some weight, some of them not so much, but, um, I mean... These are these are kind of like the really well-known ones. Uh, people also think like anime is like, you know, cringy or they can't follow along. Like it just doesn't interest them because they just, like you said, they think it's just a cartoon. Um, which is super annoying because all the, all the tears that we have cried watching anime for someone to be like, eh, it's boring to me. That hurts. It's a deep kind of pain. Or... I, I I get the notion is maybe a little too weird to get you to get started. That's completely fine. Just let just just know that like okay, if anime is not for you, you don't have to watch it. You don't have to bash on the people that watch it though. I mean, but you gotta think about it. It's changed. It's changed a lot from that though. I I'll say that when it comes to the really popular stereotypes, they don't. They're not as hard hitting because like anime and manga um it's gotten more popularized in like the last like five five years or so five to seven so it's not like when we were in high school and middle school where it was like if you were into it you know you you read it maybe you maybe you were in the anime group with the cloaks and atasuki outfits like but most people most people read it at home or read it with their group of friends weren't naruto running to and from but you definitely got bullied when you were younger at least for people in their 20s and 30s now we're not running we're not doing the naruto meme trying to go to uh area 51 that's that was a weird twin <laughs> that was real life look no yeah it was real life like this is why when i look at the list i'm like yeah hold some weight hold some weight we I, I ran the anime club in my high school. I did my darnest um, to give us a safe space. But I'm going to be honest with you. Putting a bunch of anime fans into a classroom, you're like, I I get <laughs> why people say what they say. Because even anime fans have stereotypes about other anime fans. So, you know, it's, it's a hard, rock and a hard place, but I get it. I remember the Facebook page getting over like a million people saying they want to go to Area 51 that didn't know what it was. Like, what is this event? I don't understand it. It's called Courage. It's, it's... Oh, gosh. 
if you clearly someone doesn't believe it, and that's not on the rest of us. It's on you. We okay. Apparently, there was enough people to sign on that it got the attention of at least the spin a statement to be on guard on that date that was supposed to happen. I mean, it all could have just been one man with Shadow Clone Jusu. We don't know what could have happened, but we were storming the building. An anime character become reality? Oh. Oh, gosh. Make your dreams a reality, man. You can't be watching all these shows, reading Shonen Jump, and then, you know, not putting that same motivation into your day-to-day. Come on. I mean, doing the motivation through the day-to-day, yes, but, like, (laughs) to the point to trespass on government territory at a base it's where you kind of need to draw the line a little bit. I mean, that I actually mean, passed over there. It turned into like a some type of festival or something. It, you know, all these people had all these traffic of Area 51, and they just had a party for a couple of days. But that's you're all sounding it is. Like, you're sounding like a real background character, man. I hate to say that. You're like, look at them, making it all about them. Hey, if they want to store that capital... Be supportive of your fellow of your fellow nerds. It could have been worse if they actually trapped on territory and we had lost lives because of dumb actions. It could have. Very, very true. Very, very, very true. No, but... it was Yeah, so the people that went actually just created a a mini festival in the town where Area fifty one resides in. Which is actually a restaurant, Area 51, all of these other shops, too. I don't know. Quite the experience. But okay, they believed that the aliens were there, but at the same time, Naruto run to Area 51? That was Mason, probably I, I just want to let you know, you are not making this argument better for when it comes to stereotypes about anime fans. Because one of them is about us being stupid. And you are just... <laughs> You are ham- You are punching down on our community right now. You got to stop. You're proving them right. Okay. But the thing <laughs> is, anyone is able to do anything dumb related to any fandom at all. I mean, dumb things are always going to happen. That was just hilarious. So that's that misconception is not just anime. It's anyone doing dumb actions. You can be at a constantly have someone being dumb. True, but we have merchandise. Oh, so the merchandise makes us weird. Hey, it's all about branding. It's all <laughs> about branding. We can't we can't ignore that. It's, it's, anime fans have a very distinct look. <laughs> this is why we have conventions, so we can all gather with our people. We have a very distinct look. Let's not let's not downplay the wildness of our outfits sometimes and the wildness of the fandom. So I, I will say that while not everyone is stupid, we do have some pretty dumb, like, you know, key events that the ones that get on the news are usually the worst ones. Like nine times out of 10, they're going to be the worst ones. Like we we have furries who get looped in with anime fans a lot because you'll definitely see them at conventions. Like, don't don't do that. We have all the fans out there who are furries. This is an attack. We just—it's just an interesting, different lifestyle. Okay, so you know how many different conventions there are. You got sci-fi, you got the anime, you got the comics. So, convention as in gathering together with like-minded uh, fans is generally common, but it's more acceptable in the comic book community than anime for some reason. And yet, anime, well, I've never look, seen the comic anime. book community have like a a thing. I can't really think of a because like for the anime community, like Naruto Run is like the go to thing for us, or um, you know, powering up, going Super Saiyan. Like we have iconic old school YouTube videos that everybody watched when they first got on the internet from like 13 years ago. So I can definitely see why these stereotypes stick around because comic book fans don't have someone going Superman. They just have that song by Soulja Boy. Like, they, they're they not actually out here making their own, like, viral video contents 
besides the people who are like the Harley Quinn Joker fans, like they deserve all the hate. Every every bit of it. <laughs> all the slander. I will go down with that ship. I don't care. That's the hill I die on. <laughs> Controversial topics in the news too. You know, look at New York Comic Con of how much people have the these the same thing happens with uh San Diego Comic Con and New York. Those are the two biggest comic book conventions and also Baltimore, I think. On like the on the different coast and as a result, they get booked in the first night they put the tickets yeah. up. But those ones aren't just for comic books though. Those are for those are the ones that are like the Walt Disney of comic like uh comic conventions. Like you're gonna have all the manga, you're gonna have all the you're gonna have games, you're gonna have sci fi. And then that's where the actors actually show up too. You gotta remember that. Like at your local one in your hometown or in a bigger city, you might get some like real bigger star names, like some maybe like B listers. But you get A listers um at like Comic Con in New York and Cali. We're you're not gonna get those in I don't know, Texas or Seattle. Like you're, they're gonna go to the biggest ones. And the A-listers don't usually go to the smaller conventions because after the smaller conventions don't have the payout that the bigger conventions do. Exactly. But it's crazy that some people be lining up the night before and sleeping in tents to attend the event, and also the night that it goes on ticket sale, it only gets booked up in hours. Yeah, but I think you're you're like. You're mixing in just the name of Comic-Con. Like, it's not just comic book fans of that one. So that one's hard to disprove because it just kind of loops back in the anime tropes as well. We're pretty dedicated. We're pretty dedicated to our fandoms. We will sleep outside for an opening. The only reason why Japan is not over overwhelmed by weeaboos is because we just can't afford the flight ticket. But if we could, those maid cafes would be on lock. We know this. We absolutely know this. It took an ocean to separate us from that. So if we can get to like San Francisco um, or like get to New York, get to a convention, we'll take it. We'll take that that little bit. That reminds me of camping out in the store of just that story of Pokemon fans camping out days before when the cards TCG gets released. <laughs> Pokemon's the craziest. Uh, a TCG game right now. Probably had to like limit one, I think one per person is now three per person. Well, that's just love. That that is a different kind of love and and inflation. Yeah, you know that's but that's also how the uh, you know the Popeyes fans trying to get the Popeyes chicken sandwich. How much craziness hey. that? <laughs> It, that is, it's just a subculture that comes with capitalism. Like, as much as people love something, there's going to be someone who's going to come and try and buy up as much as possible to resell it. It it happens for every popular thing. All those examples are all crazy, like extreme scenarios of fans going crazy. So, mm -hmm. I, in the, we're all in the same boat of anyone that does that for any particular thing that goes viral or anything relating to that. No, I agree. I definitely agree. But I, I still have to say, we we have a brand. <laughs> like, we have a look. The thing is, is that you can usually spot the anime fan because, like, even the apparel that people wear when they like anime, like, that's a clear indicator. I would just say that nowadays there has been, like, a turn in what's considered, like, lame, like, for for instance, even when we were like going through the list of like the popular ones, this was like a list from, you know, like three years ago, like 2018. So some of this stuff doesn't occur anymore. I mean, you've got you got bigger name stars who who are totally open about liking anime, whether for a profit or not. And then most people aren't like if you're still getting bullied for anime. There might be another reason to it. Like it, it has to be more. Like if you, maybe if you say Digimon is better than Pokemon, maybe that's why someone's bullying you. I don't know, but 
it's way too popular now. If I can go into the mall, every store in the mall almost, um, for like young apparel has something anime related. Well, yeah, like hot then, all that yeah. hot merchandise that anime sells. The thing is, anime sells a lot of merchandise, and the problem with the, all the merchandise is that you can collect everything of the family you want of the merchandise, but what you really should be collecting is the physical DVDs. What do you think? Mm, I wouldn't just say the physical DVDs, just for the... I, I think if you're planning on reselling them, if that's like, if there's a resale thing at the end, or maybe, you know, you might pass it down to your kids or something, then I would say yes. But for like a lot of fans, like for me, I have all my, my original um, mangas from when I was a kid, from different series that I loved and grew up with. I've kept those forever. I re I still reread them. And then I've got a few uh, DVDs for anime, but because everything's streaming, if I, like in the past when I broke one, it would be the end of the world or I would owe Blockbuster money and they would want to collect their coins. But now it's like, I can just go online. I can just open my laptop. So I don't know if I would prioritize uh, DVDs. I would probably prioritize like a special edition, like releases for like apparel. Or like uh like any of the uh figurines or something. I find those seem to like be higher in like memorabilia value than the DVDs nowadays. Oh yeah. If you grew up in the nineties, VHS tapes and the early two thousands, DVDs was the main medium in which you watch everything. Streaming wasn't a even though we had the internet, a lot of times the internet would do fan subs, uh, pirated content, sell it online, you know, stuff like that. That was really a problem. And I think now, you know, Country Roll was, used to be in a pirated site that is now legal. So. Yeah. Okay, so outside of, you know, we see on the news, when they, how do you feel about um, the popular word just like you know, anime, it's just cartoons, and it's like cartoons are for kids. You're an adult. Three types of animation, just because of this argument. One, anime. Any animation that comes directly from Japan. Now, animation that's outside of Japan, it's considered a different type of animation. I also have that take, like, maybe they're inspired by anime, or they want to reach an, a broader audience, and they create a fandom in that series. Like, for example, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Or, you know, sometimes you have, like, animated series like The Simpsons. It has a fandom that's tied to it. It has parodies. It has those in depth. It's just not a cartoon, which is substandard plot. It's either for educational purposes for kids or very crude humor for adults. You know? I don't even say that. I mean, I've never, I don't get hung up on, um, or when someone calls it a cartoon because it, it literally means, you know, like Japanese cartoon in Japan. Like, I'm not going to be upset about it. And I mean, even when people classify like Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, Legend of Korra, they, they still put it as like a, like American anime is normally how people do it to loop them in because they do, because there is a difference, I would say, in story structures of probably what we remember from our cartoons as kids. But there are shows nowadays for, like, um, you know, people in Gen Z. Like, you know, Adventure Time has an amazing storyline that has made people cry. The Steven Universe. Like, there's hitters out there in the cartoon world on the same par as some animes that... And they have a lot of the same tropes in there. They have that magical, fantastical, uh, like fantastical adventure, hard lessons. They just include like music and songs to make it more appealing to American English, like um, American audiences. That's why I have a second. Uh, that's why I, I characterize animation in those three styles because those are not necessarily cartoons as like the really educational for kids and the crude humor like on Adult Swim. 
that is more animated series, and that's how I classify it, because, yeah, this animated series is really cool. It gives you this and this and that. And that aspect is what I define. I know not everyone is like, why are you just defined as anime or cartoons? Like, there's a middle ground between not being anime and not being cartoon. So I classify as animated series because it it's a they kind of you can't really distinguish if you don't have the third description. It kind of like yeah, anime or cartoon. Choose. It's not just anime or cartoon in that aspect for me. No, that's fair. There's like there is a whole um, the whole culture of itself, the whole subculture when it comes to animated series. And I mean, even when it um, like a uh, webtoons has started making their own animated series. And when you read it, it's not it's not a manga because it's not from Japan. It's not a manga because it's not from Korea. A lot of them are usually like a, like American artists who make it in a similar style. So people were having a hard time trying to figure out how to classify them, like visual novels. And we stuck with webtoons. But the style of the drawings and the way the story structures are set up is very much so anime-inspired. Um, and it's definitely not the same setup as an American um, cartoon. Yeah, I, um, we're seeing, and I think especially with everyone uh, being home a lot more in these in these days, there's been like a blow up in in art and um, release content that instead of it just being like if uh, the if it's not outside of it being animation uh, studios in Japan releasing content and that's the only time you would watch anime and that's the only place from where there's animation studios popping up around the world that are releasing things so you have people who have their main shows uh that they just watch in like in sub that's it or just watch it in dub whatever and then they have a whole nother listing from a, a one specific site like a whole collection for webtoons um a whole collection of like independent shorts and um a short series for an animation and it actually gets traction they get funding and then they start being like re- uh published on bigger sites it's really cool to see and it, it goes beyond just being a cartoon i feel you oh yeah and one big platform to start your own comic or webtoons is kickstarter you can go on kickstarter and actually get crowdfunding and then you can get funds to start the project and then give the fans who gave you money and sent like gifts afterwards. Because technically they're paying for different pledges and different pledges get different uh, promises to give them whatever item you've said in that pledge. So it really gives incentive for fans to uh, invest in original ideas and even even old ideas that like let's say this illustrator is making this comic and sales have been really rough and he uses the kickstarter to refinance the production side to make more because now he wasn't able to produce as much as he wanted or her in that case now they have the funds necessary to jumpstart it back up to meet the demand. Yeah, I mean, and I think with all of the the work that goes into it, I can absolutely see why people get upset with it being a cartoon. But at the same time, the same way we're like, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Or if you don't like it, at least like get off the backs of the people who do. I, I That's why I don't care when people say like, it's just a cartoon because if they're not watching it and they're not into it, they're not a part of the community, so it doesn't matter. Um, and I think that's why it's good things have changed recently where people aren't being complete dicks about doing that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's good. I think it's been a good change in the right direction. I mean, it took a long while, but it is what it is. Like we got here. Like the the news press, at least they call it if they don't call it anime, they do like Japanese comics or Japanese animation. So they give title like we will give, for example, I would call Disney Animation Disney Anime because I'm putting a specific title, giving a proper a proper noun to go with it, 
to name it, I'm actually specifying which one am I talking about. Yeah, but if you do it that way, like there's a nuance in the difference of it. Like calling it animation, you understand that there's there's a non, like there's a non Japanese element to animation. I think you think of that as more as like um, American studios or European studios. Like anybody can do an animation, but anime is so, um, it's like a huge logo in regards to Japanese culture. Like it's a great it's a great indicator of what you're getting into. So if someone was going to put on Frozen or Tangled and they and you told them it was an anime and they had never seen it before and they only knew anime, they'd be like, this isn't an anime. That's the only thing. That's the only main difference is that nuance is the, the thing that separates it. And even shortening it, they people wouldn't understand. And I think that would actually just make it worse. Can you imagine those Disney moms being like, I'm not an anime fan. Like those Disney adults would, they would, they would, Disney adults would murder. Absolutely. Like if we went to war with Disney adults, anime fans versus Disney adults, all we have is our like convention katana swords and like the power of friendship. These people are grown, grown Disney fans would absolutely murk us. Hands down. They get tatted. Like, they have it on their chest. They do not give a damn about messing this up. And they will sing while they're doing it. So, like, <laughs> you can, <laughs> that could be your hill to die on. <laughs> but <laughs> if they want to go to war with us over what to call the, the uh, animation style for Disney, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say animation. I'm going to call it a cartoon. I'm going to let them have it because I don't think they want to be looped in with us. Now, let's go back to something we previously mentioned. Furries. Mm-hmm. Go back to what? What? The 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 fandom of furries. Oh, oh, we're going all the way back. Yeah. <laughs> why? Um, why? <laughs> we left that. We moved on. Yes, but with another misconception is that not every anime fan is a furry, and furries are just in costume, so. No anamorphic in character, but that's what it's original character. So their fandom is based on the original characters that they tried to create in the costume, and they get it officially tagged and certified in copyright. I think as an as an OC or original character, and that real fandom is they're not. They are a particular fandom that is very strong and has a lot of people going for it. And also, as a result, yeah, some furries and, you know, that dress up and feed the wolf or the other type of amorphic character they want to be, they can also like anime as well, but they can, only ex- they can also just exclusively like the furry fandom as well. So keep Which that is very mind. true. Yeah. But there's a Venn, like there's a Venn diagram of like furry fans and anime fans and the in between. But the way that it took you time to like find the right wording, and you're an experienced like fan of um like anime, mangas, the movies, AVs, all of that. Imagine someone listening to this show who has no idea, um, or has a very brief kind of understanding or a surface level. Especially if they're going to the conventions, like um, I've had friends from like like Mexico who would come and visit, and I take them to the convention. And for them, all they're seeing is like they they have anime in, in Mexico. They don't have furries. So if you take them to a a convention that's called Comic Con, and they're like, oh, okay, so it's a mix of all the nerd culture, and then they turn their head and there's someone in a full furry outfit. And they don't understand why they're seeing a mascot and they don't get what furries are. And you try to explain that they're not with you guys. They're just here. It's really hard. It's really, really hard. And I think, um, and I, like, I think furries are interesting. I think they got their own thing going on. They have their own conventions. I've never been, but I think, um, I don't know. I think there's so many hard battles to fight. That, like, having people just assume furries are, like, a main grouping in the anime community 
I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> like, it's just, okay. Because the longer we talk about it, the more ridiculous it seems. Like, I'm fighting you. I've got a, like a Tony the Tiger mascot, man. And I don't want to do that. Okay, sorry. Okay. So, but mascots are usually more eccentric and more dressed up. A lot of times the furries are not, they're a simple design versus the mascots. The no, mascot, dude. Also, Have you seen furries when they're out? But I'm also, I know that they also, with furries as well, mascots are put more into in the detail of like cape uh there's other things going on with the mascot where someone dressing up as a furry can just be a simple design as original character but that's usually that's usually not the case though because what like you said earlier they have an identity yeah they have an identity so a lot of them are also in character when they're out so it it has that it still has that mascot feel like if you go to a like a basketball game and you see someone dressed as like a like in their ma- like pirate mascot outfit. They're acting it out the whole time you see them, and it's kind of similar to how furries are when they're at conventions or they're out about in public. They're the they are that OC. They are that character one hundred percent. They have a voice. They have outfits, and also some of them like because it's an original design. The colors and um. The accessories they have, they're all important to building that character and why that character fits into the world that they do. So it's it's really hard to see the distinction between them. But there is a whole, like, just furry subculture when it comes to nerds. And- well, also the, the negative press about furries, I'm not going to go into deep, big detail, but the negative press... It's not, it's still not, it's just like an anime fan. It's not, it's not applied to everyone. It's only a small number of that, of that community. I don't know. See, I can't, I cannot defend furries. All I can ask for is that they just live happily doing their thing. But if someone were to be like, are you with those furries? (laughs) I'm going to call PETA. Like, I'm going to be like, oh, heck no, not me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I am I am not I think that's I think that's preference. I think that's for the people who uh the ones who can't like sit down and watch anime and get into it. Like all of us have those friends where you try to you cuz you know what your friend likes. Like you know what type of shows they normally like. So you try to find that one anime that's popular that is like if they're going to watch it they know it's going to be consistently coming out. So you're like, "Oh, I'll put them on to to Black Clover, or I'll start have them start watching like One Piece or something, and they watch it and they just don't get into it. I, those are the people who I normally hear it from. They're like, "This is whack." Like I'm gonna go watch Scandal or something. Like for example, you have Studio Ghibli. You also have like the introduction phase, like FMA and light shows, because they have to get into it and know it more before you get them in Naruto and One Piece. I feel like you know you have to slowly introduce them so they can they actually get what the medium and appreciate it. Dude, this is exactly why people like dunk on us in the news because they be like it's a cult. Because if we have to ease people in with being like here's some source material, you know here's some easy stuff first. It's not, I don't think it's ever gonna be easy because they're all they're all wild in their own way. Even the slice of life animes have like they have like itchy scenes and like um like sexy like whoop scenes. Uh, you got even serious animes have wild moments that people are like, y'all just be watching this like alone in your homes. Well, you you've heard this before, so it's like either you just show them and you hope it caters to their taste, or like they just don't like it. I think it's bad when you try and ease them into it. Um, just I just tell people about it, and they'll they'll just update me if they tried to watch it. Um, I've got friends who literally have tried to watch Cowboy Bebop, my favorite one, like three times, and they just they just fall asleep. And while it's insulting, and I like I've put a curse on their house, I get it. Like, still respect them as a person. They just have trash intelligence, and it's like 
it's fine. You just don't tell them to their face. <laughs> you just judge them from afar. Okay. I don't want to be the friend to hear that. He's like, oh, God. About me. Like, one of my friends are going to listen and be like, talking about me. And I'm going to bring up something that you said. A cult. Mm. I'm going to define what a cult is. A system of religious or devotion directed to that particular figure or object. A small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or cynical. Sinister. Or, or yeah. a misplaced or excessive aberration for a particular person or thing. I don't really think anime is a cult. It doesn't really apply as a cult. It, 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 I think outside of saying the word religious, I think anime... Some I, I think anime fans and you know anime fans that go hard that that is the end of their life. That's any fandom like the metalheads or or the Wisconsin cheeseheads. They'll wear yeah, their but for the I think for the football team. Yeah, but the main difference I think that happens with anime fans is like none of it is tangible. You get what I'm saying? Like that's why cults and religious uh religious cults. That's why they get so much flack too. It's because like to everyone else, it's like none of the none of the stuff they're going for is tangible. None of it is physical stuff. So like sports fans are like a freaking cult. But for them, they can at least say, like, hey, at least we can see our players in real life. Like I got an autograph from Peyton Manning. Like, is <laughs> is Sasuke gonna pull up and sign your papers while he abandons Sakura and his child? Absolutely not. And so <laughs> It's hard. You you gotta admit it is hard because it's also a creative aspect to it. Like if people don't find it creative or something that they can relate to, they just think it's weird. So if and also if they think it's just a cartoon and they're like, Oh, this is weird. It's like a it's like if there were people like when people, um, like middle aged moms did nothing but make memes for minions and wouldn't stop. And we were just like, please stop. That's how I think some people see anime fans. They're just like, why is this the thing that is like up on your Facebook wall every day? You need, you need to take it down and go touch grass. Like that's how I see it. That's like people in my Discord servers, they keep saying change, <laughs> change your profile. It's like it's my, it's my logo. I created it. So why can I brand myself as my logo from like when I did my blog or way back? It's still me. I created it, so it's my identity. You're absolutely right. You're you're absolutely right. And I swear I'm not disagreeing with you. But I, like I told you, I had I had an anime club. I, I helped start it. I was the freaking vice president. And when I tell you that for the people on the outside looking in, especially if they're not already, if they're not, um, like, dedicated anime fans or if they're not even slightly into the genre, it just, it just, it's just something weird for them. And every time it's something that people don't understand, they normally just make fun of it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, they just make fun of it. My anime club, we actually, for the third, for the fourth year now, we're going to make an anime convention at the college. First year we had it. The first year we had it, we had 100 people show up. As a free event, as a school-wide event. So we're still doing it. And it's actually, the kicker is, it's an anime club in college. I didn't have an anime club at my high school. I had a board game club. That's as much close as I got to fandom base with clubs in high school. So. Yeah, I didn't do, I didn't do anything anime-related when I did college. Um, but granted, I mean... I've hopped around from a lot of different groups. So I've seen it. I've seen it from all perspectives, which is why I'm like, hey, leave them alone. <laughs> when it comes to anime fans, I'm like, leave them alone. I'm one of them. It's like high school musical. Like I'm Troy running the jump on the stage because I'm going to I'm going to sing my heart out and then I'm going to go play sports. But like the musical section and the theater kids. They get yeah. some question of lines, and people really like to come out and see it, but would they join? Not necessarily, because it takes a really passionate person to learn all those lines, set up the set design, you know, paint some stuff, put some costumes on, you know, 
the pressure of being the understudy, being beneath someone else who's the main character, all of that is a lot of work. It's absolutely so, a lot. You, but, but the thing is, with anime, it's whatever investment you put into it, it doesn't have to be high investment unless you want it to be high investment. I mean, I will say with anime fans, one thing you will see is that even at a convention, from somebody just wearing, like, I don't know, like a Captain America shield shirt to someone doing the full cosplay, hand-sewn suit, you know, mask, and looks just like the character, like, both are both equally enjoying the convention or whatever event it is. And no one's going to come up to them and be like, you're not a real fan. Like, you'll normally get that crap, like, on the internet or something um, in anime groups. But, like, when we hang out as a group, it's just it's just good times. It's just good times and vibes. I love it. And it really signifies is, like, like, you can be, you don't even have to wear, like, fandom-related merchandise or anything like you can just come with your jeans and your white shirt and still enjoy people won't judge you for you looking whoever you are because there is no white person belonging to a convention there is no set example it's anyone that can come in if you pay for the event or if the event is free go to it the audience base is very diverse and I do think that's why, out of all the communities, uh, when it comes to, like, nerd culture, I, like, you know, like, sci-fi fans, they they have more mainstream stuff, like Star Wars and Star Trek. Um, even fantasy folk have, like, Game of Thrones and, like, uh, Lord of the Rings, Merlin. Like, they have, they have, like, very mainstream stuff that has been widely supported. And I think that with anime fans, we're starting to see that curve come along. So a lot of these old stereotypes that like, if if like this is why I'm happy anime isn't real because if any of these anime fans out here had a goddamn death note, oh Jesus! Like they're they're high school bullies done, done. I'm, the best writers you ever seen. Have you read fan fiction? If they had a death note, the way these girls would take out their enemies. Oh my God! So like, <laughs> I'm happy to see the change kind of coming along um it's an interesting fact from the death note because now that applies like all animes for children it's not all for children oh absolutely not i mean netflix is like we talked about it netflix is coming through they're they're paving a way for us to be in like up in front in person leading the leading the class the Death Note real life movie wasn't that great, but we're, we're gonna take it. You gotta add it to the roster of uh, of content. And for anyone that's out there that think that anime is for kids, you are definitely wrong because the age group in which anime expresses itself is PG, PG 13, the TV 14, MA. There's also, and then you have you have the rating outside of that, and the MAs use the violence and the gore that parents do not like. So it's not it's not for just the children. That's the, the cartoons are most of that main demographic for children. You know. Well, I think I think now they're starting to understand that it's not just for kids because like nothing is funnier than um those people who are like yeah. I let my, like, I, I wanted, my kids said they wanted to start watching anime or were into anime, and they started, say they're watching this show called Attack on Titan, and that parent doesn't know what that is. They're just like, oh, they're watching, it's like How to Train Your Dragon or something, right, sweetie? And it's like, yeah, sure. Yep, yep, definitely that. So it's like, it, it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve. Something that happened, they see that all the blood and gore comes up on, and it's like, what are you watching, sweetie? I'm watching Attack on Titan. Uh, I don't know if I wish I want you to watch that. No, screw that. The thing that's the worst is when after you have tried to convince your friends and family that anime is normal, it's just like any other show, and then they watch, they walk in when you're watching like Food Wars or something, and it's just like 
just might as well just like end it all. Just just isekai me to the next life because this is some BS. They always walk in when it's the worst scene. You have to destroy your computer. Can't answer any questions. It's the worst. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. It's the worst. I don't watch anime in the living room anymore just because. Smart. Smart. Of, I was watching my room. And I can just have some quiet and peace. But I, what I do watch in the living room is uh, YouTube commodos. The Queen with Yu-Gi-Oh! And my mom's like, do you learn anything from this? It's like, I'm just watching it for fun. It's like, oh man, they keep cussing all the time. Oh, dude, I freaking love it. I, and that's another cool thing that's come along is like... um. Because, like, I, I think back in the day, even on YouTube, like, most of anime stuff was, it wasn't people commenting on anime or doing commentaries or video essays. It was just people talking, like, or just, like, making um AMVs, or they would put up, like, doujinshis, and they would put up, like, uh, mangas if, for the people who couldn't afford it. It was a different, because we were all struggling back then. We were watching five-minute clips like for one episode, having to watch five or six of those, and God forbid the channel gets taken down, you gotta wait a month to just for someone else to upload it. So I think nowadays being able to watch the show you like, and if you can't, and if it's a show like say your friends aren't into, you can watch like a video commentary on it where you're like, yes, someone shares my thoughts, and then you see how many people watched it and liked it, and you're like, other people get it. Why did they do that? Why is the MC this stupid? And it's it's the best feeling ever. I absolutely love it. And another thing about doujins, it's uh, uh, usually doujins are more controversial. I'm just gonna say that. Uh, They're quality content for the whole family. You stop it. Uh, <laughs> if you catch, if you know what I'm talking about, we don't need to fully discuss it. So. It it's 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 up there. Just you have to be aware of which dungeons you use. Look, you when it comes it comes to the internet, you gotta be careful with everything you do. So I don't know. Move move smartly, young Jedi. Alright, so to to wrap it, um we were po- we gotta go over what is your like your number one like least favorite stereotype I would say when it comes to the anime community. Oh. I don't know. I really think it's anime fans are antisocial. I really don't like that one. I really can't back people up when they say anything about that because that it's more frustrating to deal with than trying to say what a cartoon is, with at least for me, from my perspective. What you hmm. think? Um, I think that one only applies to, like to the OG stereotypes for anime fans, like the otaku's, like just an overweight guy with, for some reason, square rimmed glasses and a ponytail who just doesn't bathe eats Domino's or, like, Planet Pizza, and that's it. Like, I can absolutely say that they did, like, they did exist more so, I think, than now. But that's also because, you know, you you didn't have the internet as widely spread as you do now. Like, we used to have chat rooms back in the day in the earlier 2000s and, like, mid-2000s, but you weren't able to just make a Facebook group or follow an Instagram page or something. So it's I can definitely see why people would think that. But then also, you got to remember, like, a lot of people started showing that they were interested in, like, anime in, like, what, middle school, high school? And those are very clicky spots. So, like, you had, like, one identifying, like, personality trait in high school. Like, if you were a cheerleader, you were, like, James, you know, the football player, Stacy the cheerleader. And it's like, if you were in anime, that kind of cut you off. And if people are being jerks about it, you're not antisocial. People are just assholes. It's like, people are just jerks. Like, you're just, I want to talk to you. Uh, also, with uh, my clique in high school, wasn't mm-hmm. anime, wasn't banned. It was TV production. I said, oh, yeah, you're the guy that's on the announcements. I saw you doing the lunch menu today. 
thank you. Or you did really good on the announcements. You're the lunchman you got. Like that was my reputation. I was on the announcements probably so much that everyone in the yeah. school knew who I was by name, my face, but also I talked to everybody. You know, I would volunteer in the concession stands, give people orders. Also, you know, live streaming the football game with the uh, my when my TV production teacher did it for another site, and then I also helped with the basketball game too. Live. Oh, right, you were deep in it. My God. So, my high school was whatever I made, and also Key Club too. But most people knew me for the TV, the TV guy, which is actually very. It's not. Uh, it was a very small clique that we were all belonging to. So it was really interesting to have that. That actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I did not do TV production. But you're absolutely right. Everyone who did TV production was known as, like, the TV the TV guys. Like, we would just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, like, TV productions. Oh, those are, like, the newscaster guys. Like, that, yeah, that's fair. I think that just goes on forever, especially for really niche group, like, clubs like that, like, yearbook or something. Um, That's just kind of what you get known for. Uh, I would say probably my least favorite stereotype. Um, My least favorite one, especially with right now, is uh, people who wear, like, anime merch. And you know how there, there seems to be more anime fans now? How the oh, like uh people who say they grew up with anime, they're like, oh, they're fake fans, or they're only doing it for the hype. Um, they were probably the same people that bullied me in middle school, like stuff like that. I hate that. I'm like, what if they probably liked it just like you? They just never talked about it because they were people were getting bullied. Like they were not gonna do it. But now that it now that it's cool, if they want to talk about it. We shouldn't push them away. We shouldn't re-bully people again. Like, that just seems weird. That's well, my yeah. mistake. If you're talking to someone that's a different interest than you, then you always did a, you already committed a wrong in that way because now you're targeting them. What if you were targeted and then you're doing the same thing to them? That's hypocritical. Or even if you weren't targeted and you're still doing it, it just basically... When you get to that high school, you're just a plain old joke. Because middle school, you're usually like, eh, you know, you were mean, you were mean. But high school has a more meaning to it, you know? It, it really is like, whatever. I don't hang out with you, so I'm just going to go away. Because now, whatever, like the first impression of that person you have with them, if you see them again, you're going to remember the same experience. And you're not going to be wanting to be with them. Whatever setting you meet again. So, and I get it. Like, I think uh, the only thing is that if if you're upset about like how someone treated you in high school or something like that, that's totally fair. You shouldn't have to hang out with your bully or have to hang out with people who bullied you in high school and seeing them online or something saying they like the same thing that they made fun of you for years ago. But for other people, and like the more you're seeing the nerd community grow. We shouldn't be, like, gatekeeping how long you're allowed to be a fan before you can claim you're a fan. Like, if someone just got into anime, welcome to the team. Get ready to cry. Like, get, get ready and to also, be hurt. <laughs> high school is this perfect portrayal of all of these cliques, all the different types of nodes that are out there. And then when you start out of reality, you see it less because you're not in that setting anymore. So now you have to go out of your way to find the people that have that sense of connection, which the conventions are now the high school setting that is now in your adult life, you know, or the card shop. Sometimes they go to the card shop or the bookstore. That is another physical location. You can find people like you. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's totally. It's really hard now to find people like you have to put some effort. It's like, well, you ain't going to find them away in your house. You have to go out and actually look up events going on in your area and plan that event and go to whatever's going, whatever location you want to go, go there and then find the people you want. Or, you know, social media 
you can just be on the social media and find the group that way as well. Yeah, and I think I think it's also hard for people to see things beyond like their experiences. So another like it's not like how we've been talking about this whole time where it's not just anime fans that are, you know, like they're wild or they're crazy or anything. And it's not just anime fans that, you know, once they graduated high school, they don't see the same like saturated stuff they used to see every day from like grade nine through 13, um, nine through 12, they don't see it anymore. So like people who were in the, I don't know, like the astrology club or in yearbook who were in photography club or uh, cross country, when they get to high school, if they're not specifically joining those things and the more that you're an adult and your whole experience isn't just around you being with other people your age, it's it's way more variety and there's a lot more differences that you notice and it's okay like that's cool like it's it's fine it's a normal part of growing up but i think it's it should be accepted when when new people come into like the fandom or if new people start expressing themselves as being into it i like i don't think it should be bad that anime is mainstream i think if anything we'll get more stuff like we might get better live action movies probably not definitely probably not but it's still a possibility. And also, anime, people that, oh, anime fans, are actually some of the most intelligent people that you can meet. The assumption to think they're unintelligent or not, or lacking thereof, is completely false. Because there was a mind and creative creativity to create whatever anime is being consumed at whatever time in a person's eyes. Yeah, I think them saying that it's not creative, that's just them, that's just them not understanding the art form. Um, in anime, it's completely, like, mangas and anime, the time it takes for these studios to create them and the hard work that goes into them, while also making, like, an amazing story and getting funding and managing everything else, like, it's absolutely creative. And anyone saying otherwise is stupid, so. And the people, though, also, anime fans in general, are not lacking intelligence. Some of them, like, you have doctors, you have engineers. They're so busy with work life. When they watch the anime, let's say they're big anime nerds, they really like it because now they have something other than being a doctor they can geek out about and now actually enjoy themselves. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. It is, I think it is just something that with time, hopefully that changes. Like, hopefully with time, people stop thinking that it's weird for grown adults to like anime. Um, and it, I like, and they stop thinking that, you know, we're antisocial or dumb. Well, look you know? at conventions. You get thousands of people. So if, if you're telling me that it's not just for, only for kids, but all these adults coming out and towards to these big events, then you, you're you literally denying anything about the aspect of what anime represents. Because all of these big conventions that we, you know, people go out, you can get 3,000 people in a venue from some of these bigger conventions. And what do you expect? You expect only kids to show up? No. A lot of parents like to bring their kids with them, and then they enjoy the experience together. A lot of people just themselves. A lot, some people travel from two states over to just go to this convention, and they book a hotel, and they, you know, they get really involved. They go with friends. It's a social atmosphere that you get yourself lost and just dive right in because there's so much. There's the program, you got the vendors, you can literally find whatever panel or the masquerade part. There's so many you can just go to the anime viewing room. Just watch anime all day and then leave. You know, eat at the convention. You know, maybe go to the vendor table. Buy some vending merchandise that someone is selling and you see it's going to cost you a lot of money. Just be smart about how you're spending your money. You'll be okay. And the large event is literally... An atmosphere for anyone to come in, regardless of your diversity, your age, 
You just enjoy it with like-minded people, and that is the entire reason to interact with people of the fandom you like. Like, you're not wrong in any aspect. And I hope, like, um, like shows like these and topics like these, people kind of get to that point where it's like a normal thought to have or a normal way to think about things. But if, at worst, at worst, if that's not the case, like, the anime community is kind of gone. Like, we've, we've stood strong through a lot of crap. And even before it kind of got popular. So I don't see us faulting now or or ever because people have dumb stereotypes about us. I'm just glad that COVID restrictions is lifting so these conventions can actually happen now. I used to go once a month to online conventions, but I'm still doing, but it's just not the same. Oh, no. you There is a certain energy that comes with being in person at conventions. So I think, especially for like... I like I got a couple of friends who are getting into anime and them not being able to go to a convention is like you start sounding <laughs> like uh like an old family member you're like oh back in my day the convention <laughs> the two floor conventions and the outfit and it's like that eventually we will get hopefully back to where everyone can enjoy being around each other and actually get to be immersed in it because it, Honestly, conventions are a whole different level of, like, fandom, like, enjoyment. Like, you can enjoy watching a show. You can enjoy posting about it and talking with your friends about it. But being around thousands of other people who feel the exact same way and everyone's having a good time, that's, like, I'm delicrim. Love it. And also, guess what? You have your festivals. You have your music concerts. You have... The huge dinners, the whole, the party scenarios, all these different events that gather these large amount of people, they go to the event because they want to enjoy it. Conventions are the same thing. Uh-huh. Whether you, you want to go and, like, conventions for a three-day weekend, it's usually 60 to $80 for, like, three days. It's more reasonable than other big three-day events. Sometimes these three other three day events, concerts could cost you $200 just for a ticket, or you know, the big Super Bowl or college football games cost a ticket just for that couple hours for the game. Yeah, but I mean, again, if people really enjoy it, then that's that's what it's for. Like, it's all about just how much do you love something or how much do you. Do you want to be a part of it? How much do you want to engage with it? Um, And also, what mediums can you do it? Like, I think we're really lucky as anime fans compared to other fans. Um, Because not only do we have, like, the shows and then the mangas and the books and then conventions, but we also, like, we get the movies. We have our communities. So it's I think it's the huge difference in what we could do before compared to now. I think that's why a lot of like whatever hates thrown or whatever like sassy comments thrown out there, it just washes over me. I'm just like, okay, I mean, I I know what struggling was like. Like if you go to Blockbuster and you get part one of three in the CD block for that season, and then you go back and someone hasn't returned two, and you just keep checking and it's never back. That was real. Like that really hurt me, and I'm never gonna get over that. That's what therapy is for. But someone being like. Oh, anime fans smell weird, or they have weird interests, or they're perverts. I don't care. Like, okay. <laughs> like, good one. That's fine. Use the power of friendship, and we'll move on. Well, I think with all of that, I think this wraps up uh, misconceptions about anime culture, and also about anime fans. So, any uh, last thing you want to say before we leave this episode? No, I mean, this was really fun. Like, <laughs> it's going to be, I'm going to talk to friends about it afterwards to see what their thoughts are like. But um, I'm, I'm really happy seeing some changes with the stereotypes. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully as, you know, the podcast goes on, like more and more people start feeling comfortable with, you know, expressing themselves with their love for anime. And uh, yeah, and also in my atmosphere, just know that if you watch the anime you want to watch, 
do it. You are entitled to that right. And as that person consuming whatever media that you will choose, just consider this. Am I enjoying what I'm watching? Do I want to enjoy more of it? And is there a place to interact with other people who like the fandom that I like? And whatever medium, social media, convention, bookshop, whatever attraction that you find to connect with those people, do it because of the simple fact getting together with like-minded people it can even just be a YouTube video and be in the comment section. It's you interacting in a smaller, in some fashion. That is the way you exercise it, and that's how you enjoy it. Other people is key. Even if you don't find people immediately, you will eventually will. So just be open-minded, and overall, be excited for the passion you have. That is my closing statement for this particular podcast.